This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. I am Shaniqua edwards Hayes, and you are here Monday Late Late Show with me. How are you all doing today? Please let me know. How has your day been? I am... Sorry, I'm just checking with everyone. Um, how are you all doing? I am interested to see what's going on, how, what's been happening. It's been a bit of a crazy one for me today. It's been deadlines galore, reports. That is my life at the moment, just getting loads of reports done. I want to know <laughs> everything that's happening. I'm just checking with, there's a bit, there's some technical difficulties. I think we do have Dan here. So we've got a few technical difficulties, but we're going through. So thank you, Dan, for joining. That's no worries at all. It's nice to be here. It's one of those, it's been one of those evenings, I tell you. Blame it on the heat. Blame it on the heat. Same, 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 as, same as a windy wet break. <laughs> that is it. That's what I'm going to do because it's been one of those evenings. I was so prepared. And then technology. Um, but before I introduce Dan, I'm just going to go over this week reports it's been a bit mad it's only been, it's only monday but reports are <laughs> driving me insane at the moment deadlines i've just booked a holiday and that is very exciting i haven't gone away since i think 2020 so this is really exciting for me hmm i'm now taking us to today over the last couple of weeks i've been really having to think about what i wanted to do today's show about and actually, <laughs> Ofsted came to mind because actually I've been really curious. There's been lots of discussions about Ofsted. And actually, it's something that growing up, I was quite scared of Ofsted, I found. I found as a child, <laughs> we're discussing the playground. Oh my gosh, Ofsted's coming. They're going to shut down our school. As a trainee teacher, I do remember, you know, a lot of the teachers gearing stuff around and my mentor gearing stuff around. This is what Ofsted expects. This is what we need to do because Ofsted said this. And then as a teacher, I found that Ofsted, you know, people fear the name Ofsted. And actually um, looking at a few Twitter and teacher tap polls um, recently, they say that decisions made by school teachers and leaders are heavily influenced by if they've got an off upcoming Ofsted inspection. So actually, I want to know a bit more about what it's like to be an Ofsted inspector, you know, the perks, the downsides, how on earth do you even become an Ofsted inspector? And that is why I've decided to, and I'm so happy to be joined by Dan Lambert, Her Majesty's Inspector. So Dan, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, yeah, uh, well, that's me. I'm Dan, I'm Dan Lambert, I'm Her Majesty's Inspector. I've been working with Ofsted since about 2015 uh, as an Ofsted inspector and then as a Her Majesty's Inspector. And I'm wow. dialing in from the New Forest today, where it is sweltering. Hey, oh, oh, okay. Have you? Oh, and I hear you've had a busy day as well. Yeah, it is. I, yeah, I was doing a webinar earlier uh, as well, so I, I presented to, to about 400 head teachers and school leaders earlier on today, um, and been doing other inspection work today as well. Not on site. You'll, you'll be pleased to hear. I tend not to do webinars and, and uh, podcasts from schools. Okay. Okay. Oh, gosh, you, here I am complaining how busy it's been for me. And actually, I think you've had such a hectic day. Please relax after this. Please do. <laughs> but um, I actually am interested because you just mentioned something. You said we're an offset inspector and Her Majesty's inspector. 
I'm interested. What is the difference already? Yeah, so um, so Ofsted inspe inspectors we employ uh, several thousand Ofsted inspectors, and those are uh, generally colleagues that work in the sector still. So they'll be your head teachers, your deputy heads. These are senior members of staff because obviously the things that we're looking at, we want experienced people looking at. Um, mm. But they are their colleagues that we contract, and they do a little bit of work for us every year, or quite a lot of work for us every year. Uh, the HMI, there's fewer of us. There are a couple of hundred uh, Her Majesty's inspectors, um, and we are the employed inspectors. So we do it full time. If you see what I mean. And uh, from that, you kind of form the management committee uh, of Ofsted as well. So we're, we're, we're the people that kind of oversee the inspections. We plan them, we run them, we quality assure them. Uh, so it's a slightly more senior role, but often doing very, very similar things. So, yeah, that's that's the difference. Oh, thank you. Because already I was like, oh, you're educating me now. And I feel like throughout this session, I feel like we'll all leave a bit more educated. Which Yeah, the, I mean, the really cool thing is if, if you become an HMI, and I hope I hope uh, lots of people eventually do apply to become HMI and do my job, you do have to go through the Privy Council at the Palace, uh, not in person. Uh, you, you, your boss take, takes your name in and you get approved by the Privy Council, so you end up on the court records at Buckingham Palace. And then I, I shared that with my mum because you, you got to really. <laughs> Of course, of course. Well, I feel like a VIP. Can I get your autograph? No, <laughs> I'm so I'm as expendable as the chair I sit on. Fear not. <laughs> I love it. And actually, for those of you who are listening, who might not be you might not be quite aware, so Ofsted is the Office for Standards in Education, Children's Services and Skills, and so they inspect services providing education and skills for learners of all ages here in the UK, uh, and they also, or in England, and they also inspect and regulate services that. Uh, care for children and young people so a real big deal and actually I think today I think it's we're trying to make this very clear we're thinking about offset inspectors if I'm correct Dan yeah absolutely we are focusing on that role and actually I, I'm sure you heard what I said but um you know about being a bit scared of Ofsted at the beginning and sometimes I wonder you know have you all been teachers? But you have, if I'm correct. And I'd like to just know a bit more about you and your background, Dan, if that's okay. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a primary school teacher by trade. That that that's what I trained to do. So I graduated in around 2004, um, and I started teaching uh, in the middle school system at that point. So I was I was a year five teacher, but I taught up to year year eight um, in, oh. in the middle school system, which I absolutely yes. loved because it was a little bit of primary and a little bit of secondary, um, and and I really really loved that um i also then started working in um in uh, an SEMH uh, unit within one of the schools that I was in, I was in charge of leading that, um, and and then I, you know, that kind of ignited a real passion for send uh, in me as well. So I, I spent a lot of time looking at send after that, and have always kind of continued in that vein. Um, moved into more senior posts, um, and and I was incredibly privileged uh, for a number of years to be a head teacher at a junior school in the New Forest as well. Uh, but I've also been a, a foster carer as well, so different bits. Wow. The system there um and uh and i've got two children of my own and i think that you know i know we're on teacher talk radio i think the thing is we'll very often think about um think about Ofsted as, as people that come into schools uh, mm -hmm. but I, th I think the other thing is we also um we, we also regulate 
and inspect in the early years and nurseries and childcare settings. Uh, we go right the way up to teacher education. Uh, so that might be skits or universities or graduate teacher programs, uh, as well as the MPQs and teacher development um, areas. Uh, but the other thing which is amazing, and I mentioned I was a foster carer there, um, yeah. but we also work with social care. We, 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 we regulate and inspect social care as well. So um, we're made up as an organization made up of some really incredible people. So we've got like nursery managers, social workers, uh, civil servants, uh, legal teams, policy teams, comms teams, and just some incredible people that I get to work with. So, yeah, I feel very, very lucky to be doing this. That's quite amazing. There's so much already. I'm like, wow. It's a, um, it's a really, really, it, it's a big organisation, but it's made yeah. up of humans. If, yeah. if that makes sense, I know that sounds odd because, you know, <laughs> no. of course, I was a teacher and a head teacher. Of course, we see the badge yeah. and we see the logo, don't we? But yeah. it's made up of humans and it's made up of people and all of those people really care that kids mm -hmm. are getting a good deal um, in whichever of those things I mentioned, if you see what I mean, whether it's in social care, whether it's in, in, in you know, nursery, you know, up to universities, because those are the people that are teaching the children. So that's what everyone's after. I feel like I'm going to dig into that a bit deeper later. Do, but, do. But I, I, I think you're right. I think we all get into education because we care. And actually, me being curious about what it's like being an Ofsted inspector, I was like, Surely you do this because you care as well and you want to go a bit further, you know, make sure the standards are great for all children. Yeah, absolutely. And so with that, it made me just think about, so you mentioned you started off as a primary school teacher year five at the beginning. And so when you're going to inspect, would you just inspect yourself primary? Because that was like your speciality, you know, that's what you, um, you know, trained in or are you open? Do you go to all different places i mean i i mean i've i've been doing this like i say sort of nearly seven years now so i go to a number of different places and sometimes um sometimes it's it's really clear to say well that is a primary school or that is a secondary school and i think you know the majority of us work in settings like that but there are lots and lots of settings where actually that's not the case so if you go into lots of special schools for example um, those of you who 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 are you know brilliantly talented phonics uh, teachers and spend a lot of your time teaching uh, a systematic synthetic uh, phonics program, you'd really recognise what is happening sometimes in sixth form as children are still learning to read. So I think I think there's probably more that's similar about uh, about schools uh, across the phases than is different. Um, you know, likewise, if you if you go into a year seven eight in a secondary school, uh, you'll very often find that the the gaps and the things that the children really really need Need to work on there are the gaps and the issues that that we find in in primary so we you know we wouldn't we you know of, of course we we use all of our, our our knowledge there so i i inspect a whole range of things but you know in the initial in the initial phases phases of their career um uh, inspectors tend to um tend to inspect areas that they, they know really well that makes okay that does make sense i was really wondering about that that does make sense to me I, um, I i go to some very very really varied places and what i'd say is is wherever you go it's just a school and they're just children um yeah. and it doesn't matter how old they are and it doesn't matter uh, and it doesn't matter um kind of you know I, I suppose wherever you're going you mm -hmm. just want to make sure they're getting the best possible deal um yeah. and with every school being you know you couldn't just go and inspect every primary school in the same way for example so uh, so yeah keep eyes open all the time that is it and I like what you just said that I think every primary school is different every class is different every child is different so I like I you said you you know you said that serious you it's different everywhere you go and I'm actually 
a bit more interested in what is it actually like to be an inspector now? And especially you were a teacher once upon a time, you've gone through the system, so you've gone up. What is it like? Have you seen the changes of, you know, moving up in your career? What is it like? <laughs> do you feel like a VIP? Uh, do you feel like, you know, you know, Beyonce? And, uh, <laughs> and how did you get into this job? I'm actually interested in all those things yeah i mean absolutely i feel like beyonce every day no not at all uh no and and actually i, th I think it's really important that that when i'm in when i'm in a school uh mm -hmm. the thing that i tend to say to, to you know to the school leaders and the head teacher is look actually I, I'm I'm not the most important bit of the day. Running your school is still the most important bit of the day. I know it might feel like a really, really historic event for this school being inspected. And of course it does. People take it seriously and they want to do a good job. Of course they do. We get that. But you've still got a school to run and the children in that school are still the most important important um, uh, sort of group there. So you won't see a beehive anywhere near me, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but what, what I'd say is, you know, how did I kind of come into it? Well, yeah. I, you know, I was a school leader and like many of you, I suppose I you know, spent a lot of time reading the inspection handbook and and thinking about what this meant for my school. I'd, I'd read I'd read the, the Ofsted research as it was at the time. Um, and and I know, you know, now lots of, you know, again, lots of people, are, you know, you know, doing that and really making the most of our, our research, particularly from our curriculum unit and, and making great changes in their schools. So I, I knew when I was a head teacher that I wanted to start to, to look into some of that work and I applied um, and you'll mm -hmm. find that there's there's what we call an expression of interest site and, and you just Google become an Ofsted inspector and it takes you all through it and so I applied uh, and I got into uh, I was invited to take part in some training yeah. Uh, so I went to London uh, for, for uh, packed my bags and headed off to London, and that's quite exciting for for, for a Dorset boy like me. And uh, and I headed on up there to the bright lights, and I spent uh, a week just with some incredible people. And and you know the, these were people from all over the sector. Some of them were deputies, some of them were heads, some of them were CEOs, some of them worked for local authorities, um, but really intelligent, really specialist people. Um, and and I, I walked into this room and I've, I've, <laughs> I always have imposter syndrome, uh, always, always, always. And whenever I, uh, you know that analogy when people say, if if you're the, the cleverest person in the room, you're in yeah. the wrong room. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. Al I'm always in the right room, <laughs> put it this way. My so. life story as well, don't worry, it's my life story. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, you know, I really, really enjoyed uh, the the initial training, but it was an eye opener because I thought, I really thought that you'd kind of get all the hints and tips, um, mm -hmm. and the, like some beaded curtain would open, um, yeah. and someone would go, oh, by the way, this is actually what we're looking for, and there was absolutely none of that, absolutely yeah. none of it. It's genuinely um, just, you know, here's the handbook, and here's how we apply it. And, um, and it is, you know, we find that, you know, with, with inspectors and, and certainly for me, um, mm -hmm. and I, I train a lot of inspectors now. Um, so I, I, I train, um, lots of primary phase inspectors in the Southeast and, um, you know, the thing that we talk about and the thing that I was taught as well is leave your baggage at the door. Um, mm -hmm. so it's not about, it's not about, um, I suppose, inspecting a school like it was yours and comparing it to yours, it's actually seeing it, you know, leaving that at the door and really, really making sure uh, that, that, that that inspection is unique and really honours the school, if you see what I mean. It should be absolutely tailored. Um, so, you know, you don't have lists of questions given to you. You, you don't have, um, you, you don't have, oh, by the way, this percentage of this means something or this would have to mean this grade. 
it literally is here's how we apply the handbook that we publish online um uh, and yeah like i said i d did a few inspections as an ofsted inspector and, and absolutely <laughs> fell in love with it because it's such a privilege to go and, and have a look at people's schools and it's such a privilege yeah. to uh to, to give people feedback and recognize the amazing things that they're doing and give them some hints and tips on 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 where to go next um and that's when i applied to be an hmi oh been inspired listening to all of this actually um and i think it's great that actually when you said you get to go and visit other schools you get to see other teachers and i think what's great is everyone teaches in all different ways and i find that so amazing i love going to different classes and seeing how the teachers in my school teach and i teach if any of my teachers fellow teachers are listening uh, from my school they know i teach completely different but that's how my class love it and that's how i teach and i think it's so great for you to be able to go and see that but I do, and I have heard a lot of, you know, from a lot of teachers where they worry, they panic. And actually, some of them usually teach amazing lessons, but they, you know, they're Googling, trying to find out what is the perfect Ofsted lesson, when actually, I'm sure you all just want to see them teach. Am I correct? I, I want to see the kids learning, to be honest, and and I don't mean that in a lesson necessarily. Um, you know, you, I, I think I think the reality is very, you know, the, the teacher in front of you, if they're trying to second guess what what I'm after. Mm -hmm. then, then that's not helpful to them do you see what i mean and and what i what i'd really say is when we're in schools we're looking at a jigsaw puzzle and everyone of course we all think this we all think i'm the one that's going to break it i'm the one that's going to get it wrong or i'm the one that's going to let the side down uh, and you don't because what we're looking at is 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 a jigsaw puzzle we're looking at a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle and each little thing that we do is a little piece of that um, and we put it all together hopefully in a fairly systematic way if you see what i mean as, as we're yeah. going through you know as we're going through our inspection activities we'll, what we'll do we'll put it all together and that gives us that picture at the end when we get to it so it's not a particular way of teaching there's not a particular you know not a particular style that we're looking for and certainly not all singing and dancing if you see what i mean um yeah. we, we never grow lessons i think that's a really important thing as well we never go in and grade lessons um you know but what, what we'll say is well you, you've told you've told us that this is how you teach phonics for instance or this is how you teach mathematics mm -hmm. then we go and check that that's actually what happens so stick to your plan stick to what you were doing if you you know if if, if you'd planned today to be to be covering this do cover this it, it, you know if you think actually that's not what the inspector wants to see i assure you it is if that's what was yeah. planned um so do you know do stick to that because i realize there's that temptation to to, to pull something out of the bag and to do something uh showy if you see what i mean and that's yeah, not yeah. because anyone's a bad person at all that's mm. that's that's natural isn't it we want to do yeah. our best we want to impress we want to 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 show how how great we are um but you do that by i i think just following the plans that you had and doing what you do day in day out I love that. I, I'm loving. I, I actually feel inspired, and I'm hoping people listen and feel and do feel inspired, uh, because you know, like I said earlier, with a lot of the polls I was reading, a lot of people, you know, school teachers and leaders do feel heavily influenced by you know if they have an upcoming Ofsted inspection, they are like, oh, I need to do this deep dive groups, all of that. So yeah, <laughs> and, and I get that, and I understand why people think that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I think the thing to come back to. And if, if there could just be one snippet, you know, one bit of advice, I'd say the, the work for an inspection is done over three years, not three days. 
um, mm -hmm. you know, you are the product as, as a school, the school is a product of all the amazing things that have been happening over the last few years. It's not done overnight on a, on a Tuesday because I called on the Monday. Do you see what I mean? Uh, and I completely understand why people do. I did it myself. I completely understand why, why people want to, um, you know, pull it out of the bag. But actually, if you've made the right decisions for the children, they'll shine through. They really do. They really do. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. And actually, I can't wait to find out some more information about you, Dan, and actually your day to day job, what actually happens. But we are going to take a little ad break while we listen to some of our ads from our sponsors and the news. So Dan and I will be back discussing a bit more about what life as an HMI inspector is like. So we'll see you in a bit. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Stevewoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit stevewoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half-term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 pounds in bursary terms and conditions apply find out more at stevewoods.co.uk here at Witherslack Group, we are celebrating the launch of our new Luxborough Court School in Chickwell, Essex, with a very special one-day autism conference titled Enabling Inspirational Education. Taking place on Wednesday the 29th of June from 10am at Luxborough Court School, our event is dedicated to providing practical advice to education professionals working with neurodiverse children and young people. The event is free to attend and presentations on the day will focus on creating cultures of aspiration and excellence, supporting the emotional well-being of pupils, autism-friendly classrooms and managing challenging behaviour. So, whether you're looking to add to your extensive understanding or are new to SEN and wanting to build your knowledge, our conference will offer an amazing opportunity to engage with experts and network with colleagues from across the sector. Don't miss your chance to claim your free ticket 
ticket and we hope you can join us for what's sure to be a fantastic day. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash events to register or contact events at withaslackgroup.co.uk for more information. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. The Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, has called for all pupils in primary schools to receive free school meals. He wants an urgent expansion of the scheme to include all students in years 3, 4 and 5, regardless of household income. He said, free school meals were something my family relied upon, and every child in London deserves that safety net. With the summer holidays on the horizon, it is essential that the government act now to reinstate the meal voucher system to give families dignity and nutritional choice over the summer. This should then be followed by the introduction of universal free school meals for all primary school children from the start of the new school year in September. Multiple London councils are already leading the way on this and showing what can be done if we put the health and well-being of our young people first in such perilous economic times. It is time for the government to step up. Official figures show that inflation reached 9% in April as the cost of food, energy and transport surges and is expected to reach 11% later this year. Polling by YouGov found that 83% of adults in London say their household cost of living has increased over the last six months. The NASUWT Teachers Union is calling for a 12% pay increase for teachers this year and has said it will ballot members in England, Wales and Scotland for industrial action if its demands are not met. Dr Patrick Roach, NAS UWT General Secretary, said Teachers are suffering, not only from the cost of living crisis, which the whole country is grappling with, but 12 years of real terms pay cuts, which has left a 20% shortfall in the value of their salaries. If the government and the pay review body reject a positive programme of restorative pay awards for teachers, then we will be asking our members whether they're prepared to take national industrial action in response. The government wrongly assumed teachers would simply stand by as they erode pay and strip our education system to the bone. But this weekend, thousands of teachers from every corner of the UK joined together to demonstrate our strength, unity and determination to stand up and to fight back. Our message is clear and has now been delivered directly to the government on their doorstep. We will not allow cuts to our members' pay and attacks on their pensions. If a pay rise is not awarded, it will be won by our members in workplaces through industrial action. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, in this week's Two Minute Tech, we're going to look at how smart is a smart pen. Smart pens and notebooks are a bit of tech that make your handwritten notes become more useful and more importantly, digitally accessible. There are three main technologies used, app-based, image capture-based and real-time capture. Today is a look at the thinking process you can apply when looking at a new gadget. Obviously, the first decision I always make is not going to be considered. That being, is it a gadget? Yes, then I need it. Throughout this, the trusty spreadsheet will assist to calculate cost. Going as cheap as possible, I found a diary and 10 pens delivered for $5.99. So that is my baseline. If I wanted an academic planner, the baseline would obviously increase. So, what's the next cheapest but digital option? I found a reusable wipe clean diary. This is a few different formats, but a decent one I saw was a calendar template on one side and a line template on the other. Both were wiped clean. You downloaded an app on your phone to take a picture. The app recognized the diary entries and the handwriting and then converted it to digital. There's a lot of different makes on the market, so do compare and read reviews. A guide price would be around £40 and a quick calculation in my spreadsheet says it would take six years to match the cost of a cheap diary. My question there is, will it last that long? Also, at this point, it is worth noting that there are free apps out there that let you do the same with your ordinary diary. So really, the cheapest way to go digital is to use a free app and take a picture of what you already have. If you still want a new gadget, your decision may depend on if you feel a big lump of plastic is more environmentally friendly or you prefer the features of the capture app that's being used over a free one. The final technology is real-time note-taking. Now, when I saw this, I instantly needed one. Then I remembered I type everything or use voice capture for meetings, so I'd never use it. However, that is not a reason not to want one. This more expensive tech uses a special pen and notebook and communicates in real time with an app so you can see what you're writing on screen as well as in the book. Also, like the others, it will recognize handwriting and convert to digital characters to allow pasting into other applications. At £110 for a notepad, the pen and the app, it isn't cheap, taking 18 years to break even and with the cheapest replacement notebook costing £16 as well, this will actually never break even. In conclusion, I recommend you stick to your diary and find an app you like to capture it. Or if you have a laptop with touchscreen, you probably can do all of this anyway. For me, smart pens are not that smart when it comes to price. You do get what you pay for though. Do you have a smart pen? Why not get in touch at TT Radio 2022 and follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Okay, that was very useful. Um, I've realised I don't need to purchase a smart pen now. So that was very useful from um, Steve Woods. Okay, we are back. Dad, are you back with us? I am, yeah. Hi. Hello. And we are straight to it. But also, can I just mention, thank you to everyone who's getting involved at the moment. If you want to tweet us, you can tweet me at SEHMISS on Twitter. Um, you can tweet Teachers Talk Radio at TT Radio 2022. You can tweet Dan at Dan underscore Ofsted. And please use the hashtag TT Radio. Thank you so much because I can see Jeff Pedley has commented and he said thank you for your views, Dan. So positive. And this is where I was leading to. So he's already got them for me. On a different note, what is the most difficult part of your role? Yeah, I mean, it, 
it won't surprise anyone um, <laughs> that I have to look at a lot of really, really challenging safeguarding information. Yeah. Um, and uh, and when you see the things in the news, when you see the you know the the the, the, the really unfortunate things that I know colleagues on the phone um, deal with day in day out as well. Um, I, you know, unfortunately, that that is a, a you know quite a big aspect of my job, uh, and it's hard to do. But what I'd say is I get really amazing support, um, and and I I, I think. One of the things with that, and, and whilst it's always incredibly hard, uh, it's also a real privilege in my role that that I, I, I have a I have the opportunity to make a huge difference in this area. Um, and if I can see that a child or a family is being let down, I can mm -hmm. pick up the phone to the right agency and, and ask them difficult questions because we regulate them as well. Um, so yeah. being able to hold those services to a to account on behalf of those children is it's a really important part of our work um and that's you know why it's why it's uh so key that we regulate the whole sector yeah. as i mentioned earlier so but you know as you can imagine challenging challenging stuff as i know colleagues on the on the uh you know who are listening deal with every day as well i can i can actually imagine that must be really challenging and at the end of the day though the needs of the children are paramount so you know, we're doing everything for these children not to fail them. So absolutely. And and with safeguarding, like we know, it's the most important thing, isn't it? So, it, you mm -hmm. know, it's right that we do look at that. And actually, that leads me to think, do you feel that the longer that you've been, you know, an inspector, the more you kind of feel out of touch with teaching leadership? And all of that or no, because you yeah, are going into different established different settings. But yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, no, it's a great question. It's a really important one as well, because we know that a lot of school leaders worry about this. Uh, and that's completely understandable because, you know, I mentioned earlier, we've got Ofsted inspectors who will be, you know, they will be leaving their school on a Monday, you know, really well aware of the challenges, what's been happening, what's going on in education, what's happening in the local authority, what's happening in their mat. Um, you know, what, what are the late, late, latest social media trends, whatever it may be. And they'll have been ingrained in that and working in that day to day. We with the HMI, obviously mm -hmm. we're employed inspectors, um, and and so you know, do you become a bit detached at that point? I, I you know, I, I, I've, you know, I've been working uh, directly as an HMI since 2017, so it's quite a long time out of school. Yeah. Uh, but what I'd say is, in that time, is I've led inspections of, of just short of 200 schools. Uh, and 50 of them uh, have been, you know, during or since the pandemic began as well. Mm -hmm. I've inspected absolutely every phase of education from maintained nurseries up to colleges um, and, you know, everything in between primary, junior, infant, secondary schools. Um, I've been in the maintained sector and I've been in the independent sector. I've been in special schools. I've been in selective grammar schools. And so I like to think that gives me a real understanding of how different schools work, their unique um but also the universal challenges uh, that teachers and school leaders face every day so uh, you know i i think the, the key thing on any inspection is that the school leader is the expert on their school uh yeah. i yeah and i always try and work with them to, to um, all of my colleagues do too is how we work you know we, we want to work with you to understand your school and you know in that really really short amount of time that we're there um so you know for me as i mentioned it's a real privilege visiting so many places and i but i think every inspection i do so it helps to ground me in the realities uh, and challenges faced by teachers and leaders uh because i meet you every inspection and you tell me how it is uh you know the good the bad and the ugly so i, I think i think that helps okay okay uh, um 
I love that. And it makes it makes me think as well, because I've spoken to a lot of head teachers who actually feel that, you know, when they become a head teacher, they kind of feel a bit out of touch of being in the classroom. So actually it made me think as well, if I'm correct, for you to become an Ofsted inspector, you have to have been at least a head teacher for a while or am I wrong or middle leader? Yeah. Not necessarily, not necessarily. I mean, you know, what we are, what we ask for is leadership experience, you know, generally. Uh, and so mm-hmm. in, in primary, it would normally be head or deputy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and in secondary, it may have been head of a large department as well, if you see what I mean. So, but but it, I, I think it's really important that people have that leadership experience because, yeah. uh, of course, you, you know, we will be looking at, at, at uh, you know, visiting classrooms. We'll be looking at the curriculum. We'll be doing a lot, a lot of work, you know, looking at looking at pupils work and talking to children as well. But the other thing that we need to do is look at the, the strategic elements of the school. Uh, and so, have you know, I think it's important and, and school leaders, are, are, you know, we know when we speak to school leaders, they want people who, who are credible and have done similar jobs to them. It doesn't have to be exactly the same, but have done the similar job. So, I, you know, I like to think that when I sit sit opposite, a, a, you know, a head teacher, they're able to look me in the eye and say, well, yeah, actually, you've done my job. Uh, and, and that we have a shared understanding there as well. And, and, and that helps. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, certainly uh, so we, we, we attract a, a really varied, uh, a, a really varied cross section of the sector. Uh, as well and and I think that's you know that's what makes it a great job there you go and for anyone who's listening and considering being an offset inspector I feel like there's lots of information we've just got there and obviously if you end up becoming one don't forget about me don't forget about mentioning me and Dan you know we helped get you there but yeah there we go with that and so Dan actually can I ask you what makes you smile about your job what are some of the perks and you know great things that you I know you've mentioned a few actually already, but well, you've said I'm like Beyonce, so you know that's made my day already, really. Um, but it's uh, yeah. you know bringing school inspection back to the streets, really. So it you know it's the same thing as when I applied to be a teacher, and that's children. They're unpredictable, unpredictable, and wonderful, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Always, uh, yeah. and that's their default, and that's what makes them brilliant. Um, and uh, and so you know they they you know they make me laugh, and I really enjoy it on inspection. Um, where, when you know leaders and I get get to share a moment where where children just say something sweet and innocent and wonderful, um, because it, you know it it just it just cuts through the tension, uh, and that's always great. I love to see I'd love to see children doing well like all of us do if you see what I mean um I I was in a school a little while ago and I I sat down at lunch with a group of pupils and one kind of gave me a bit of a sideways look uh, and and said to him you know he, he said he said who are you uh, and I, t- I told him I was the inspector and he kind of gave me a bit of a dismissive look. And he said, well, you look like an insurance salesman to me, uh, which was probably a fair point. And his poor head teacher was cringing with her head in her hands in the corner. But you've just got to laugh, haven't you? Because it's wonderful. Yes. yes. And he wasn't wrong. I did look like an insurance salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm imagining it now. I'm imagining it, but uh, it's children. They, do you know what? They're just so honest. They're just yeah, let's get into work with children. They and- are. They are, and they kept that. You know that. That's what. That's what makes this a wonderful career, isn't it? You know, we're working in schools, and that's why we do it. Um, because at, at the end of the day, it you know it, it's it's about getting the best deal for children, and it's not it's not always you know this kind of sanit you know completely sort of sanitized process of you will learn this and this will happen in exactly this order. It is unpredictable, and it can be messy at times um and it's i think it's just appreciating that uniqueness and, and particularly in primary schools it's wonderful of course of course and 
do you know what? I'm just thankful to have you on this show because honestly I do find the word you know the o word Ofsted you know very you know it's very scary at times and actually I hope this doesn't sound rude but I used to wonder you know are you all human and actually just talking to you you know you are a human you're a human being you know you've been a teacher you've been a head you've worked in you know different places like it's actually very nice to hear and I've seen a few people commenting and actually I know they've appreciated hearing from you so far and I just like to ask you if you don't mind do you have a memory just a memory whatever kind of memory memory you'd like to share um or just a happy memory something yeah uh, yeah, I, I inspected. Um, one of the best bits of my job is, is I go to a lot of special schools, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and a little while back it was a summer, and I, I was I, I was on the south coast, and um, I was in a school for pupils with social and emotional and mental health uh, difficulties. And one of the things that you tend to find when you're on those inspections, some children will run towards you and they want all your attention, and other children, understandably, are really wary of you, and they've been yeah. through some hard stuff, and uh, and the, you know they don't want to trust the stranger and I completely understand that um and I, I was getting towards the end of the inspection there was a particular pupil that I wanted to work uh with and I wanted to talk to because she she'd had a really interesting backstory um mm-hmm. uh, uh, that, that I just wanted to explore just to test out that but is she getting a good deal um and I suspected she was and so I worked with the you know I worked with the leaders and just said look how can I get this this young lady to talk to me how? and and mm-hmm. they went and had a little chat with her and she said that she would talk to me but only if I went out with her and the dog. Uh, so that's exactly what we did. Uh, and I went round. A, I went on a walk around Brighton with this young lady and Lola the dog, and, oh. and her TA. Um, and we just had the best time. We had the best discussion. Uh, so she told me all about the school, what a difference it had made to her life and her attitude, and how she felt hopeful for the future. And I'm so pleased that that we pushed that a little bit. You know, that I asked to do it, but also that leaders were so creative in finding a way for me to do that. Uh, because yeah. uh, you know Lola the dog really did grease the wheels that day, uh, and it was a really special day for me. You know, it was really really nice to talk to her. So I'm, all, you know, I've got lots of happy memories like that. But but that's oh. that's one that really sticks out. No, I feel, I feel like that's important to remember the happy memories as well. And honestly, I I'm so thankful you've been on the show today. Um, and yeah, just thank you. Honestly, if anyone has anything they want to say, please do tweet us at TT Radio 2022. Like I said before, my at is at S-E-H Miss. We've got Dan, who is at Dan underscore Ofsted. And please don't forget to use the hashtag TT Radio. Now, those of you who are regular listeners, you know how I like to end the show. And I always like to end with my guest's favourite fictional teachers and we've had a range we've had a real range of teachers um i'm now going to officially ban miss honey miss honey is banned from this show, banned from this show uh so sorry if that was going to be yours dan but i have it absolutely wasn't <laughs> <laughs> good 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 um so i would uh oh i can see actually tom rogers has posted he said dan you sound human this can't be right Tom knows I'm not. Tom knows I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I would, hmm, I'm going to have a bit of a think about mine because I think I'm going to change mine because mine, for those of you who've been listening, it has been Professor McGonagall for a good while, but I've decided I think I need to switch it up now. But 
In case I steal yours, Dan, I'd like you to go first, if that's okay. I, I don't I don't think you're going to steal mine. Um, I, I may not have understood the assignment here, but I'm going with Mr. Miyagi from Karate Kid. Oh, okay. yes. And, yes. And, I, and I've got a strong rationale for this, I like to think. He had a real focus on those fundamentals of learning. He gave Daniel the foundational knowledge through some slightly dodgical, uh, dodgy pedagogical practices of painting fences and waxing cars. I'll, yeah. I'll give I'll give it that he may not have, have, have you know he, he may not have done too well in inspection, um, yeah. but he then helped him put all of this together. He was endlessly patient and warm, and he was a great teacher. Plus, he could chop through breeze blocks with his hand. So no one's going to mess with that guy, are they? Legendary, of course, of course. And wait, for people who don't know, you know, in reference, you know, who are talking about where where is this where are they where is this character from? I know. Mr. Miyagi's from Karate Kid. Okay, I'm, I'm, show, to... I'm showing my age here. That's what it is. I wanted to make sure everyone. I'd hope my cultural reference would have done a bit better with Cobra Kai coming out on Netflix, but uh, you know we'll, we'll see. That's the one I was thinking of actually, Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Tom Rogers has said the new word you've just created deserves huge respect. Dodgical. <laughs> Pedagogical is that? <laughs> Pedagogical. There we go. <laughs> Um, um, so I was having a think about mine and I am taking it back a bit to those of you who have watched Arthur about uh, the show, the cartoon about Arthur the Aardvark and I'm taking it back to I'm hoping someone says yes I know what you're talking about Shane Cotter. and mine is Mr Ratburn and um, Mr Ratburn it's Mr Ratburn because firstly I wanted to choose someone not from Harry Potter because I was going to go through a long list of Harry Potter teachers but actually Mr Ratburn you know he's often friendly he's helpful good-natured you know he truly does care about his students and I feel like I can relate because I do my students are my life I do care about them a lot um you know there's been episodes where he explains that schoolwork is difficult because he, you know because he wants to challenge his students and he knows they can handle it you know he does struggle with modern new modern technology and actually as of today i've realized i do too um <laughs> but he's a good he's a good little character so yeah arthur that's me arthur so um please do let me know who are your favorite fictional teachers i'd love to read them now it has been so great to have you on the show dan absolutely amazing to have you on so thank you thank you thank you not at all it's been an absolute pleasure oh and honestly i've left with so many little gems from you is there one final thing you'd want us to leave remembering from you I just just keep talking to us do you see what i mean i i, I think the you know I think the second guessing and 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 sometimes the anxiety we completely understand, but um, you know inspectors are human and we're, we're just people and we did your job once as well, all of us, uh, and we remember what was difficult about it, the things that we got right, the things that we got wrong, but also what's wonderful about it, and that's what we got in common. Love that! What a great way to end it. So, thank you again to everyone who's been listening. I am usually alternate weeks, but I am back again next week, Monday. I'm joined by Lucy Harding, Nigel Hooson and Kelly Wright. And we are discussing prison education, which is something that I'm really interested in and want to know a bit more about as well. So I shall see you all next week. Have a lovely evening. Bye. 
You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.